Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what in the world is happening? I have poison ivy all over my body. Seriously? From what? I was in the woods on a UTV and brushed up something when we What's were... What's a UTV? UTV is a side-by-side golf cart. Ultimate terrain vehicle? I, I don't know what it's... Probably utility terrain. I don't know. Oh, utility Ult- maybe? Ultimate. We're going with ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a UTV. Uh, it's basically a jacked-up golf cart. And already, come on. <laughs> Cheers, Derek. This is good. It's as good as I remembered. We're Ooh. drinking Buffalo Trace bourbon. I'm not wearing a hat today either. You're not, and the hair's flowing. All right, go back to the poison. We'll get back to the hair. Aha. Yeah, the hat and the hair combined. Yep. So the. Poison ivy is on my ankles. Uh, it's on my cheek, my right cheek. I feel it as I'm speaking to you. Drives right. me bonkers. And that's the side that gets recorded. Nailed it. Where's the makeup artist? I know. Give me the powder. <laughs> Bare minerals only. Make sure it matches my skin tone. Um, and then I also got it on the inside of my right bicep. But yeah, it's driving me bonkers. So What's the cure to it? Uh, there's a scrub that you can shower with. And then it basically gets rid of it. I don't know if it just dilutes the uh, oil or what but this hasn't burst yet so it's not too bad but when it bursts from irritating it because i might scratch it in my sleep then it's gonna spread once it spreads you don't want that yeah. so i'm gonna go home and scrub myself did you get it a lot when you were deployed or no oh yeah 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 i mean anytime i was in the field i had it it's it's the worst do you know so everybody knows like they what is it four leaf i don't i don't know what it is four leaves is poison ivy it's it's but, three red yeah it's three leaves that are green with red sprinkled in through the and then it's got pointy edges going all the way around. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it in person. That's why I it don't looks know just it looks like a normal like. weed. You would never know it. And then when you get up super close, then you see the little bit of red, and you're yeah, like, it's "Oh, oh no, <laughs> but, I'm in danger." <laughs> yeah, my buddy, we we're actually we had to set up a, you know, set up defense. So he lays down, and then he looks at me, and he goes, "Don't lay here. 
I'm like, I have to lay here. Like, this is my sector. And he's like, find a new sector. I'll cover it. I was like, why? And he goes, this is all poison ivy. Don't do it to yourself. And I just look down and then it's everywhere. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I like slowly step back. I'm like, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. I got it all over my body. It was too late. It was terrible. So like, do you actually have to touch it? or Stomach down. Really? Yeah. It's, it's the oils, man. If the oil is on anything and then it opens, it just, it hits an open pore. It's it. Can I get through clothes? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah. And I've then it'll stay, it. it'll stay in your clothes. So then when you sweat, your sweat brings the oil with it. Perfect. And then it just, it spreads, man. It spreads <laughs> like wildfire and you're sitting there just like. I'm not gonna itch it. <laughs> you just don't have a choice. You just itch it because it Can feels you incredible. Slap it or that still work? Because like the trick with tattoos, whenever you get a tattoo and it starts itching, you just kind of like pat it a little bit. You don't it's itchy. It's full of oil. True. Then you're just slapping oil all over the place. You don't want to do that. It'll make it worse. What's What's the difference between that and poison oak? Obviously, I had, it's an ivy and an oak, but I had both at the same time in Louisiana, and I have no idea. I don't know. I couldn't tell the difference. My whole body was gold from the oils, and it was just pussing. From chest down, I had chiggers. I had heat I had heat rash, which basically was just like salt in your pores, yeah. Then, which it's, it's prickly heat. Then I had ants bite me in my sleep, so I woke up looking like a pizza. Then I had poison oak and poison ivy all at once. Jesus so Christ. I, I, they literally just pulled me out of the field because I couldn't fit into my boots anymore. Once I took my boot off, my foot swelled, and I couldn't fit my boot back on. So they're like, yeah, we got to pull you out because you can't even, like, walk. What did so, they do? Well, they, they sent me to, like, a medical place, and they asked when the last time I showered was. And it's a really gross answer, but we got there, like, July 3rd. So the last time I showered was July 2nd, and then this was, like early 20s so i think it was like july 22nd or 23rd that i finally saw a medic and they're like yeah dude you haven't bathed in 20 days we have to pull you out like you can't even wear your boots my feet would like slide in my socks from all the oil it was just gross dude so i basically just used a ton of calamine lotion to fight through it and then when i got to the the medic center they basically just like forced me to take the hottest shower that i could and then basically try to burn all the oil off and that's all you can do is just scrub it and try to keep it as dry as possible. So then you just take a bunch of hot showers. You, you just boil yourself. You walk out like Mr. Krabs. And then you douse yourself in pink calamine lotion and then lay there in your bunk and just hope it stops. It, Dude, it was one of the worst things ever. I, I will... I will go back to Louisiana if I have to, but I really don't want to go back to Louisiana yeah, in the PTSD, woods anyways. Man. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, it's definitely the terror, <laughs> you know? The terror. Yeah, I have dreams, I'm telling you. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of the worst things in the world. But I, I don't know, I know there's there's an appearance difference, but once it's on you, I don't, like the leaf, there's an appearance yeah. difference. But once it's on you, it's, I don't know, it just kind of like blends. My whole body was just a disaster. It's it's fine. Jesus, man. Everything's fine. Does it grow in certain climates or something? Is that why it's more prevalent in the south? I think heat has something to do with it because when it gets cold, it obviously kills it all off, similar to like ticks sure. and, and the skeeters. But yeah, I don't. It, everything in the south wants to just harm you, you know. And then you go to Australia and there's just nothing but poisonous steaks. They want to eat you. Yeah. It's fine. Except Zach Efron's in the Australia right now, trying to get away from life. Is he really? Yeah. What's he doing? Just chilling. Let's call him up. <clears throat> He's trying to get away. Have my people call his people. Right. I still haven't finished it. I have two episodes left. So you, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Down to Earth. You got to finish that show. Which is a Netflix series around Zac Efron where he travels the world to understand what they're doing right and what the U.S. is lacking in. I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. It's true. 
What do you mean you wouldn't go that far? That's the whole premise of the show. Is oh, you though? got free water? The U.S. sucks at it. <laughs> That's it's the whole premise of the show. That's in reality, but that's not... I'm sure when the show was being drafted, that's not what the intent was. It's just that's what it evolved into. Because, I mean... Nothing wrong about it. Everyone, but, like, I'm not doubting it. The U.S. has definitely some flaws. I'm, no one's saying that we're perfect. No question. But these countries that have less people or are in a different climate have the ability to do something that the U.S. hasn't figured out how to reasonably do it in the U.S. yet. So that's where it's getting to. And it, it's it's an interesting show. I think the last one that I watched was which one? <sighs> Jesus, now I can't even remember. Where we have eight and or seven and eight left. Okay. So we just finished I forgot which one. So it was. you saw Costa Rica. Costa Rica was the last one. That was six. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I believe so. And then No, Puerto Rico was the sixth. Puerto Rico, the Hurricanes. Got that's it. the last one that I watched. Got it. Yeah. And then he goes to Costa Rica? Costa Rica was before Puerto Rico. He goes, oh, he goes to, like, Brazil or something crazy where there's no cell phone service in the last episode. Um, and then the seventh, I can't I can't remember what the seventh was. It's just so cool to watch him interact with everybody. And most people don't, like, know who he is unless you get the camera panning to the 5,000 15-year-old girls that are staring at him. But, and and like, the, the one guy in the background, which is me. Yeah. But that's <laughs> fine. We won't talk about True. that. But yeah, it's just it's a very interesting show. I I am intrigued on it. And right now I'm drinking you're drinking purified water. I'm drinking spring water. So I'm healthier than you right now. That's what I'm trying to get at. Either way it came out of a bottle and we're wrong, but that's fine. It's fine. I want it's well true. water. I want to taste the rock, man. Yeah, the sulfur. You're just <laughs> drinking raw eggs it tastes like. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. It smells terrible, yeah. but it's hearty for you. It is. I put hair in your chest. So speaking of hair, man, you, you got the flow going. Let's bring it back. What you got going on here? I have I, no I'm, idea. I'm shocked that you're not wearing a hat. I need a haircut. I didn't know you would go public with this right now. Wow. Is it that bad? <laughs> According to your standards, yeah. Yeah, terribly. It's over my ears. It touches my neck. I don't like it. There's no gel in it? Nothing. Nothing? So Nothing. that's your natural wave? Yeah, this is... Yeah, I have a colic, and my hair is trained at this point, but basically the colic is here, and then I have one in the back, but I just toss it. Okay, so the one in the back, what is it like? It's a zoo. What do you mean? It's just a... It's a, a menagerie? Pocket. Yeah, it's a pocket of just a cluster of I hate straight, so it just does its own thing. Oh, so it's a curly. Yours I, is a curl? I don't know. I can't see it. I can't see my forehead. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a mess. So we basically just cut it all the way down, and then I just... I don't know. She does something crazy to it. She, she works wonders. My, my, I have this one back here too, and the hair just sticks straight up. So no matter how much gel I put in there, I'm always alfalfa walking around, and it'll pink up like in the middle of the day. It'll blink, <laughs> and it'll just stick up the rest of the day, and it's just a terrible experience. Yeah, it's the worst. That's rule. Yeah, they do. But do you really think the truth is that if you wear a hat, your hair falls out? We were talking about this the other day when we were golfing. Was is this on MythBusters? Because it's got to be. Speaking of, dude, that guy passed away. Which one? Like the the Asian scientist? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he passed I saw away, that. dude. Yeah. He had a brain aneurysm. Damn, isn't that sad? That is sad. Anyways, I always bring down the conversation talking about death. I know we're talking about hair loss. And you're like, know, did you see like, who died? Yeah. So, all right, take it easy, Mike. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it could potentially thin your hair, right? Because it needs. Doesn't your hair need like sun? I don't know. Photosynthesis. Doesn't that exist with hair? I'm totally full of it, man. I have no clue what's going on. I'm just going to sip some more bourbon. <laughs> That's something you do know a lot about. But when it comes to hair, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure. No. 
Because you see people with hair, and they always have thinning hairlines. Hit the oogles. Hit the oogles. What does the oogles say? It's got to say something. I'm sure it's going to blame it on Rona, but... Probably. No, it's probably going to come back, and it's going to be like, oh, you have thinning hair, you have cancer. And I'm going to be like, ah! Because <laughs> that's how everything happens. It's like, thanks, everybody. This is episode 44. Yeah, really. Take We're not going to make it to 45. <laughs> <clears throat> Literally and figuratively. Literally, I don't have any service right now, so... You don't have service in your own house? No, dude. We're in the basement. Uh, no, I'm good. It just brought me to Elma Meadows, which you're still banned from. Um, so it does. For those that don't know or haven't seen the other episodes yet, which if you haven't, you should. But we've been we've been trying to golf at a local golf course, but Derek just forgot to show up for his tee time. So of course it was under my name, which most likely means I'm now banned from going to that golf course. So thanks, my dude. I appreciate you. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. So starting off real quick with, do hats thin your hair? Keep it simple. Cam, it comes from Keeps, a sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. They do sponsor a lot of shows, though. Keeps, have you heard of them? No. no? So obviously they don't do enough. They are quite a quite a big sponsor. So they are. Never mind. I'm not going to go into it. But uh, they can let me go into it if they sponsor the show. So <laughs> <laughs> the first result is well, dear wearers of ball caps and bowlers. I don't know why bowlers are there. Ew. Rest assured. Yo, hold on. Let me complete my outfit with my bowler real quick. Ew. Uh, rest assured, wearing hats does not cause hair loss. Actually, let us caveat that. If you consistently wear extremely tight hats, you can experience traction alopecia. So basically taking hat on and off, it's ripping the hair out. So that's the only way that you're going to experience thinning hair is if you continuously take your hat on and off and it's very tight, it's going to pull the hair hair follicles away from your head if it's toit it's toit nice this is a very loose hat it's really hard for me to find hats that are loose because my hat is like a nine which is unheard of in this sphere true i had to get a 3xl motorcycle helmet you know how much they price those things up yeah it's like 260 bucks it was crazy too much too much too much too much so no i think i'm gonna be wearing a hat from now into the rest of my life because they don't it doesn't cause hair loss nailed it but all the golfers every single golfer has like a Spot in the back where they're balding. It's probably because they were deemed too talented to have a full head of hair sure. on top of it. You can either be a golfer or a full head of hair. Yeah. Or yeah. you can be like, there's this one, Ali Schneider Jans. Look him up. He doesn't wear a hat when he plays. It's the weirdest thing in the entire world looking at him because he's the only one in the field that doesn't wear a hat. Why doesn't he wear one? He's got locks, man. He looks like a skater. Probably That's... because his name's Ali, but... He, uh, it's, it's just like a full head of hair. He doesn't, the only thing that he wears is a beanie if it gets cold out. That's mint. Yeah. Can you imagine chilling on the PGA with a beanie? <laughs> what a, Most people do. That's a bro move. The last year I was watching one of the PGA events and they were all wearing beanies because it was so cold. And you know how when they introduce people, they, everybody goes like, like this to like thank everybody. Yeah. Well, Jordan Spieth was wearing a beanie and he went like this to go like touch it and nothing was there because it was a beanie and he's. He just like looked at himself like, why did I do that? <laughs> it was really awkward. Good times. Yeah. But we went golfing, man. We we finally got out there, huh? Yeah. Sprained my elbow. Good times. Did you really? No, I'm fine. Tennis elbow? Just golfer's a, elbow? Yeah, just a lot of ice. Uh, I went swimming a few times because my ball decided to just take a quick... Goodness. Ball decided to take a quick swim. Uh, not on the ball's fault. Definitely user error because I'm atrocious. <laughs> But that's fine. No, we had we had a good time. We actually had a couple good drives. You drove into another hole's tee box, three hundred yards away from our tee box. It was amazing. It was a good yep. time. with my three wood too. Nailed it. So killed it. Yep. And I then, almost killed them. You yeah. should point that out. Yeah. Didn't just kill it. We killed that. 
I landed and we got up there and the guy's like, I heard about land. No, you're fine. Like, all right. Perfect. Time by me. Don't sue. That's it. Yeah. Really. Like, uh, hit a chimney of a house. So that was fun. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, everything's fine. <laughs> oh, God. That was a riot, dude. Yeah. It was a good time. So I think my posture <clears throat> is causing me to have rib pain. Does that sound right? I. Who am I? What do you think? I got initials after my name? I don't know what's going on. I don't even know what year it is. I, I did Google it because I'm neurotic and I want to Google all of my cancer symptoms. And I feel like my posture is causing my ribs to like go into a different way. And it's causing it to hurt like down by my sternum. Ah. Either that or I did help move my friend Jamie and Jill into their house. And I was carrying their fridge and it got jammed into my chest. So I might have a broken rib too. Or a bruised rib. Could be. How long do bruised, bruised, bruised ribs take to heal? Bruised bones take forever to heal because really? it's a bone. Yeah. It's a long, painful process. I bruised my sternum playing football, and that was terrible. I had the crown of a helmet hit my breastplate on my shoulder pads, like, which basically it, does nothing. What did it feel like? Oh, I, it felt like I broke my entire chest cavity. Really? Yeah. Because like I'm feeling it here, and it spreads like to like the lower part. When you breathe in deep? Yeah. Yeah, yeah me when too. When I breathe in deep and when I like crouch a little bit? I can feel it, dude. It it hurts really bad. If so, I'm getting that fridge for my own. I'm going to their house and grabbing it. <laughs> Sounds good. Just take that fridge. It probably does explain why I have Samsung tattooed across my chest because that fridge just came there and branded me. It was well, a hot day. It's now iron. you got to throw some ink on it, make it real. <laughs> you know, Samsung no regrets. <laughs> That's it, man. What did you tell me the other day? That you, dude, you want to ride the waves? Yeah, ride that wave. Ride the wave. <laughs> Got it right there on my chest. Mike's got a tattoo of a wave on his chest. Yeah. I mean, with AUS under it, because you can't spell USA without AUS. So. I hate you so much. I do hate you, myself uh, for having the tattoo. Do you uh, Do you really? No. I love this thing. The story ever, behind like, it's make amazing. It, like tsunami? Like just move no. those pecs? No. no. No, it doesn't. It doesn't laterally can you move. Can move your pecs? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't laterally move like, like Terry that. Terry Crews? Terry Crews can make anything happen. He's. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Crews can make anything happen. I give him that. Uh, but I, I'm i able to move my pecs. I'm not able to make my pecs dance like Terry Crews. Really? That man can do things that I've never seen before on a human being. <laughs> he dances with 50-pound dumbbells. Yeah. That's obnoxious. That's really heavy. I get tendon sprains when I'm holding 50-pound dumbbells <laughs> because I don't hold it right. I hold it in my fingers yeah. rather than my palm. Right. This dude's dancing with him. It's a whole nother level, man. But he can make those pecs bounce, man. Damn right. I can't. I'm, I mean, I can, but right now it's all covered with fat, so they're not bouncing too, too much. They're That's more right. jiggling. We all got six so, packs. Some yeah. are just hidden. They're hidden very good. <laughs> they're going to make it through winter. I'll tell you that much right now. That's right. Speaking of which, speaking of weather and everything, my week has been full of some ups and downs, man. Did, full of ups and downs. Did we want to get into it or... You want to here? Here's what we'll, we'll do. We'll talk about the downs. We won't talk about the ups. Correct. I will. I don't want you to flip out, so I will give everyone the synopsis nutshell version because yeah, spark notes like I read. Yeah, spark notes for sure because you do not read books. Um, also, I can't stand the fact that I just said for sure again. For Throwback sure, for, sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. In our so, conversation like 45 minutes ago, I used the word definitely too many times. It's fine. You were confident. I was confident. Very confident. So stay tuned. The there was a storm. There was just a little bit of water that hit us. It was like forty inches in six hours. So it was a monsoon. And Derek 
decided to purchase a home that is near a nearby creek, or as other people call it, a creek. But when you're from Buffalo, it's creek. So don't at me. And we essentially learned that the groundwater underneath your basement where we're sitting rises when the river, or I'm sorry, when the creek rises. And then during the rainstorm, the water pooled in your yard and decided to make its home in your foundation. So you had a little bit of water coming in again. So you spent six hours shop vacing the walls of your foundation because your foundation is brick. made of... Like the brick, concrete bricks. Concrete bricks. So it's not poured. Right. Okay. So for all of you, public service announcement here. When you go to look at a house, go to the basement. When you're looking, I'm no home inspector. But I feel like my home inspector should have told me about this. Anyway. I agree. 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 So when you're going to look at a house, you should go and get a concrete poured basement. That should be one of the things that you look for. Older houses don't have that, obviously. That's more of a newer house thing. But the concrete poured basement doesn't have as many issues when it comes to like the the brick does. I don't want to say brick. It's concrete bricks. So it's like your your regular, I don't know, bricks. Not like bricks you see on the outside of the houses. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, so when you have a vertical line like you had in your basement, it's not easy to patch up, but easier to patch up because you just drill a deeper crack and then you fill it in. When it comes to the the like the brick slab that I have, it the water meanders its way into the brick and then comes into the basement through all the different holes that are there. So basically in short, the foundation that I have does not have any drain tile in it. So when the water rises, the water has nowhere else to go except in and force its way into my basement. So do not buy a house like I did. Rent, have your landlord pay for everything because this is not fun. Uh, my stomach has been in my shoe all day. I haven't been able to breathe. Because it could be the chest thing too because of the Samsung fridge. But I could not be – I was not able to breathe because I saw the price tag on it. It's going to be expensive, man. It's going to be expensive. So I, I hit I hit rock bottom pretty cl- pretty quickly. No pun intended. So we are going to sell the house, yep. move the podcast, <laughs> and we will try to link up with you sometime in the next year. Yeah, we are going to. So maybe not uh, behind me. You, you might be able to see it a little bit. But behind Mike, in future episodes, you might be seeing some sort of construction going on. Because I basically have to take down all of the finished walls, except for this bad boy right here, the lucky guys. Uh, because they need to basically redo the whole basement. Your foundation needs a massive overhaul, which is not cheap. And here we are contemplating adulthood that we didn't have a choice in because back to death, every time we breathe, we're that much closer. It's tough. It's absolutely tough. I don't understand how people live with a lease payment and a rent payment all the time. That's something that I don't I don't understand. But I can also understand now why they do it a little bit because owning something costs a lot of money. You're building equity, but man, does it suck when something goes wrong. I'm just, I'm so sick of it. So this morning, today I like, I look at Gina journey and I'm like, I, what are we going to do? No idea. So you just gotta, you just gotta do it, bite the bullet. And then you're, this thing's going to be drier than the Sahara next year. Watch the driest, the driest everyone knows. So Frankie's basement services, 
Yeah, hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag please be a sponsor. Hashtag they'll be on an episode soon. Um, he gave me some valuable information. Your glass block windows that have windows in there in the basement, don't open them. Don't. Don't do it at all. Because when you open it and there's warmer air outside and colder air down here, it creates more humidity in your basement than it needs to be. That's why you have a dehumidifier. Right, but not everybody has a dehumidifier. Listen, so, if you don't have a dehumidifier and you own your home, it's $200. Okay. Go to your nearest home depot and then buy one. Mike, also, hashtag not a sponsor. Mike, when did you buy your first dehumidifier? When my basement also got sealed by Frank's Basement Services. So again, not everybody has a dehumidifier. Uh, since Mike just bought his last week, <laughs> now he thinks he's an expert. Hey, hey, relax on the E word. All right. I'm not saying I'm an expert. He's a pro. Yeah, I've, I'm an educated amateur is what I am. That's basically what I wrote on my college diploma. I'm an educated amateur. In all things world. Yeah. So speaking of world, let's dive into the history of Buffalo Trace. Please do. All right. Real quick. Why is Buffalo Trace named Buffalo Trace? So... As everybody who watches our podcast knows, uh, and this is me stalling because I had it up for a second ago and now I can't find it. So, okay, the the reason that we started this podcast in the first place, and just so everybody knows, stop scratching your poison ivy. I because just, if you get oils on this table, I'm going to kill you. Nothing burst, but I did notice that it's now moved to my forearm. So, cheers, friends. Right, we're ending the episode now. Mike's going home. Uh, so, the reason that we started this podcast in the first place is not only to promote local businesses, but Mike and I love doing historical dives into these companies. Mike does a fantastic job. Every week, providing you with the history of each distillery that we go through. Take a bow, please. Uh, one of the things that it's, it's tough to find on these websites and all this is why the company calls themselves what they call themselves. It's easy to talk about why Buffalo Distilling calls themselves what they do, Three Chord, Cask and Crew, because they're local, smaller companies. But once you get into Buffalo Trace, it's a little bit harder to find this information. So I Googled. Why do they call themselves Buffalo Trace Distillery? And the first option that came up is Wikipedia, which we all know is 100% accurate. <laughs> and it says, the company says the name Buffalo Trace refers to an ancient buffalo crossing on the banks of the Kentucky River in Franklin County, Kentucky. The Sazerac Company purchased the distillery in 1992. So that's why they call themselves Buffalo Trace, is because of that buffalo crossing. Michael, get into the, the actual history of it, please. All right, so... In 1771, we're nice. going way back. Oh, yeah. Five before, years before we really knew who we were. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Talk about it, son. <laughs> so in 1771, Daniel Boone. There's a name no for way. you. Daniel Boone. He gets tied into this? He passes through Lee's Town on the Buffalo Trace. Mm. Caveat to the info you gave. So all this information is off of their website, off of their timeline, from 1771 to present day. I skipped some of the stuff because it's extremely in-depth. If anybody wants the full, full version, subscribe, and then the uh, go to the website and then look it up. So 1786, Hancock Lee received title to the land of Lestown, Kentucky, 13 years after he surveyed it with the McAfee brothers. So in 1792 in Kentucky, uh, it finally becomes the 15th state in the Union, right? Now, in 1792, Richard Taylor builds the old Taylor House. So essentially, because of the timeline, all of their history is just like year what happened, year what happened, right? So in 1811, a three-story warehouse is built on the Kentucky River near Riverside. So in 1858... 
a small but modern for the time distilleries developed by Daniel Swigert using the warehouse and Riverside site. Fast forward to 1870, Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. purchases the distillery and christens it OFC in reference to the belief that the finest whiskey produced in old-fashioned that the finest whiskey is produced in old-fashioned wood-fired copper stills. In 1872, E.H. Taylor Jr. invests over 70,000 bo- 70, bones, bro. 70 grand. Back then? Yeah. And builds a new distillery on site. He, he basically invested his fortune. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, in 1881, <clears throat> Warehouse A and B are built, and they still stand today on the current property. In 1882, though, there was a lightning strike that burned down the OFC and the Great Fire. So the OFC building that was built in 1870, or I'm sorry, yeah, it wasn't built, but it was purchased in 1870. That ended up burning down during a storm caused by lightning. Now, fast forward into 1919, after some changes with some additions and more warehouses and then people joining the company, because essentially over the course of that 100 years, they had all these other people come in, like master distillers, different owners, because the distillery started over 140 years ago. Right. But it basically kept changing um, names and then owners and distillers, but the plot of land stayed the same. And that's essentially where all the homage comes from. Right. So, yeah, real quick, when you said 70 bones, what is... $70,000. 70000 So, for everybody to put it into perspective, that's $1.5 million today. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, man. A lot of money. That, that's his whole fortune. Yeah. So, in 1919, after some changes and additions were made, like warehouses and the people joining the company, the 18th Amendment, establishing prohibition in January 1920s, ratified, and the Volstead Act is passed. Remember learning about the Volstead Act? Oh my gosh, yeah. Throwbacks, dude. So that's passed. was a throwback. Right. And that was passed to guide the enforcement, right? Now, the distillery is one of the very few to receive a permit to bottle medicinal whiskey, and then they got another permit that most didn't get at all. That allowed them to produce new whiskey from 1930 to 1933. So those years, obviously, prohibition. Yeah. So they got permits to produce new whiskey and then also make and sell medicinal whiskey during prohibition. So after prohibition, there's only like four distilleries in Kentucky that were allowed that actually still existed. Yeah, survived. Yeah, and they're one of them, right? Wow, that's pretty. So <clears throat> in 1930, <clears throat> Jesus Christ, this just keeps sticking, man. Goodness, dude. In 1937, the Great Flood inundates the distillery, which it crested 17 feet above the power plant and four feet above Warehouse H. There was a flood that was 17 feet of water. You should call Frankie Basements. Let me tell you something. How you doing? (laughs) If you need a quote, you call Frankie's Basements. Let me tell you. He'll he'll drive down. He'll talk to you. I'm sure he'll give you some great (laughs) Italian cooking, not only for you, but the entire distillery. So... (laughs) In 1942, they produced their one millionth barrel. In, ni- in 1942, during World War II, they produced their one millionth barrel. Jesus. So in 1999, Buffalo, Buffalo Trace becomes the new flagship brand. Mm-hmm. Sure. So in 2000, they were awarded the Whiskey Advocates Distillery of the Year, making them the first American distillery to win the international award. That was a huge deal. Oh, my gosh. So then in 2008, they made their six millionth barrel. Wow. Right? Then in 2013, Buffalo Trace is named a National Historic Landmark. Then in 2015, they buy an additional 400-plus acres. Oh, my Homestead gosh. Act. A huge. Just crushing it, dude. 
crushing it. They're just buying all the land for all the things. And now Buffalo Trace has won more awards than any American distillery to date. Like, this this whiskey has won so many awards, it's almost, like, tough to, to list. I ran out of paper. Yeah. Like Microsoft Word was like, dude, chill out. Like, there's too many, there's too many spaces. Like, I never thought I'd buy more ink. Yeah, I never thought I'd reach a character limit on Microsoft Word. But basically, this thing wins gold. Like, since its creation, yeah, it's it's not even fair. So this is it, man. Buffalo Trace. All right, give it a C. Might not. Cheers. (laughs) Price point on this bad boy retail thirty bones. And what, that's a thir- that's a so so same price mark as Devil's River, right? And but that's all, a much smaller bottle. That's, no, no, no. This is eighteen. Oh, that's eighteen. Okay. Seven hundred and fifty milliliters is thirty dollars. Jeez. All right. So we're saving this for our birthday episode too. Okay. We can just buy more because you're going to crush this. It's true, Dude, especially after is, the week you just had. Yeah, right. Oh, it's going to be gone before this episode's over. <laughs> um, that's super interesting, and you can taste four. For such a budget bourbon, they could charge so much more for this. It's produced the amount, the quantity amount that they produce this is just insanity. It's so much whiskey. It's so they it's can insane. afford to have it cheap. Yeah, you, you, I mean, there's. I know for a fact. Hashtag not a sponsor. Please be a sponsor. Wanaka Liquors buys this by the case. Oh really? Yeah. So you can go there and, and buy you, this as well. This one I got this. Yo, Tim Elma Wine and Liquor, shout out. Thank you for, again, having everything we need. So walked in there, looked at a couple options, and then I was like, we actually haven't done Buffalo Trace, and their history is sensational. Yeah. So let's just pick it up. So swung in there, grabbed a bottle, came right here. I'm so excited to do this whiskey review. I know. This is such a dynamic taste for the price. Well, let's crush the cocktail section so we can get through that, and then <clears> we can dive into the rest of it. Sounds good. Drop the beef for the cocktail section. <laughs> I try to look away so I didn't make you laugh no, again. I saw that. Okay. You're getting good at this. <laughs> so my cocktail's the beach roaming buffalo. Ooh. I chose it because the mental image is just amazing. <laughs> it's one ounce of buffalo trace right here. Don't get confused. <laughs> one ounce of sour mix. One ounce orange juice and one dash of gren, excuse me, grenadine bitters. So you crush that. Hold on. You got... I got the instructions. All right, so we have the instructions are actually really simple for this. All you do is you stir over ice in a tall glass, fill with lemon lime soda, and add a dash of grenadine, garnish with an orange wedge. Nice. So, fairly simple cocktail. Obviously, the bourbon's sensational. Try it out. Let, me, let us know what you think. Drop a comment. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't checked yet, we have a, a listing of all the cocktails that we've done on our Instagram page. It's going yes. to be uh, linked there to a Google Doc where you can find all the stuff that we reviewed so far, as well as their final rating, price, and the cocktails that we recommended with it. Uh, that way, when you're going out and you want to buy something, you can just look and reference that sheet and know exactly what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's it. All right. I'm going to turn into my uh, turn to my inner Italian to read this one out. That's what I'm talking about. Watch this. All right, this is called the Buffalo Brew. We got one and a half ounces of Buffalo bourbon, half ounce of Amaro Maletti, two strong cold brews, like, you know, just cold brew coffee, two ounces of the strong cold brew coffee, one-fourth of an ounce of rich Demara Simple, Demarara Simple, I'm sorry, one dash of orange bitters, Two dashes, I'm going to obliterate this one, of Bitterman's 
Zolkatl mole bitters, and then homemade bourbon cream. That's what you top it with. The step one. There's only one step, so I don't know why they said step one. <laughs> Shake all ingredients except for the cream with ice. Strain into a large Nick and Nora glass. No Brian and Nora. Nick and Nora. Put in a Nick and Nora glass. Top with cream and espresso bean. When you serve this, what do you what do you tell the customer? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah, say hi to your mother for me. Hey, <laughs> hey. Let me get that bacon, egg, and cheese, huh? <laughs> Let me get that bacon, egg, and cheese. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I love that, oh, man. Nice. That's amazing. Want to yeah. know why my the Second Amendment is my favorite amendment? It takes two. Bada bing, huh? <laughs> How you doing? All right. This is the end of the 44th episode. Um, no, that's – so that combined two of my favorite things. I went to the doctors for the first time in 10 years the other day. We have – dude, we have to discuss this. And uh, I told them the only three things that I drink are water, whiskey, and coffee. That's it. That's the only th- – like I'll have an occasional beer from now and then. Obviously, we review beer. We got to have beer every now and then. But that's the only three things that I drink on a consistent basis is water, whiskey, and coffee. I'm sure you that order. I'm sure your doctor looked at you and said, you're the prime example of health. Yeah. Oh, I told him because I tell everybody this. He's like, I told him, like, is maybe should I not drink as much coffee? He's like, nah, I mean, coffee is like, you know, you can drink whatever. How much do you drink? I go six cups. He goes, yeah, you want to cut back on the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I told him 10 cups. I cut back to six cups. I told him 10 cups, and he goes, yeah, you you, you should probably cut back on that. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. What's he at? Did you flip it? Flip the script. I'm like, what are you at? He goes, I don't drink coffee. It's bad for you. I'm like, thanks. Perfect. Yeah, really? Like, four cups of coffee is normal. Is it? Yeah. Like, four. So, when I talk in cups, I'm not talking individual, like, coffee cups. I'm talking about when you put the water into the coffee machine, you put 10 ounces in there. So I really drink 10 ounces of coffee, not 10 cups of coffee. Does yeah, but it's sense? numbered. It's numbered like 2, 4, 6, right. 8, 10, 12, so I put which 10 is what, ounces. 12 cups? Yes. Is is the number on the side of the coffee maker cups or ounces? If you think I have the answer to that question, you're wrong. We I gotta, think it's we, cups. We got to figure that out. I think it's cups. I think it's cups too because – But each cup, like if you're talking about a cup, like a cup, this is like two – it's going to drop again. It's like two ounces of coffee. So. Just, just Google it quick because here's the thing. I don't know. First of all, I don't know the answer. So I want to know because my curiosity took over. But secondly, I want to know if my mug is actually more than a cup or not. Like, it realistically, it should be a mug equals one cup of coffee, like a standard pour mug that you would buy at like Ben Bath and Beyond, right? But Ooh, okay. So most coffee makers have numbers on the side of the carafe, aka coffee pot, to indicate how many cups of coffee it will make. But don't be fooled. These are not actual liquid cups. These numbers normally represent the number of five ounce mugs of coffee you will yield if you filled your carafe to that level. So so basically five ounce cups of coffee. So that means that if you fill it up to two, that means you're having ten ounces of coffee. Who the hell's going to tell her doctor, I have 15 ounces of coffee per morning? Right. So I have, okay, so let's calculate this really quick. So I, back before, I decided to go on a little lifestyle change, not diet, lifestyle change. It'd be 50 ounces. Yeah, I would have 10, so that'd be 50 ounces of coffee I would drink, which are like two, yeah, so like 10 cups, 50 ounces. So I would actually have 10 cups of coffee a day. And he goes, yeah, you have that a little bit back. What I'm doing, Doc. It's crazy. So it's it equates to five ounce intervals. Correct. 
So if you were to so fill I'm up at a, five, if you were to fill up a five ounce cup, how much in your travel like how so much? So when I pour water pour? in from my travel mug, it rises to to five. It's in between four and six. So that means you have five times so twenty five ounces of coffee you're drinking because it's five ounces per. Yeah, but two. there's barely any water in there. Yeah, it's twenty five ounces. Yeah, that's like no, yeah, yeah, an ounce is nothing. So, so I drink double what you do. Yeah, that's See, what we're getting. I, I barely need coffee. I just wake up juiced, bro. But now I'm down to six. So now I'm like on par with you. Yeah, that's no it. No pun intended. I'm cutting mine to two and a half. Yeah, if I have to knock it down, you really got to knock it down. Yeah, because I really don't need it. Right. I've well, been feeling good though lately without coffee. You but look been, good. Thanks, dude. I'm down like 25 pounds. I'm killing it. What do you think? Does he look good? Let yeah. him know. Drop a comment. You like, you like this new shirt? Not a sponsor, but could be a sponsor. Short par four. All your golfing needs. <laughs> All of them. Sick, dude. I love this shirt. It's got like little grills on it. It's got uh, like two different types of grills. Uh, rack. Guns. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's got like everything on there. It's just a cool little summer shirt. Nice. And it's very breathable. Yeah, that's what you need. I actually got to subscribe to that. You should. It's cool because it comes every month and you don't think about it. I got Cleo a subscription box. Did I tell you about that? She loves yeah, it. Yeah, you did. I, she's I so didn't get bougie, one. man. Yeah, she's a bougie pup. <laughs> she's a bougie pup. She loves it. I know. She, like, lives in Oyster Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back to previous episodes. All right, so before we get to the whiskey rating, what else do we got coming up? Because let's let's fill the, fill the people in on what we got All coming right, up. So we have Macy's Place Pizzeria, Resurgence Brewing, Frankie's Basement Services, Bull Creek Strategic, Open Arms Rescue, Open Arms Rescue, Hollerhorn Distillery, Hollerhorn Distillery, Three Chord Bourbon. Then we have that's all within the next like three weeks, too, guys. We're packed a lot until the on. middle of August. There's a lot going on. End of good. August. Yeah, end of August. Yeah. Then we got we got another brewery potentially in the works. We have another winery potentially in the works. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. You know, we're out here. We're trying to grind to provide good content for y'all so you can, I don't know, follow us on some journey, I guess. We'll figure it out. Not that journey. Yeah, not that journey. A different journey. The real journey. <laughs> the, the journey's on the journey. <laughs> Picture that. What a mess. Well, let's let's write this thing. All right. What do we got? We're, we're juiced today, man. We're talking fast. People are going to have to real Don't itch. Ah, dude, it's don't killing itch. me. I got to get home. I literally got to scrub this. It's killing me. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to drag this part of the podcast out. <laughs> this is thought for your thoughts. Um, so yeah. Okay. Let, let's write this thing now. Buffalo trace bourbon. Initial thoughts. What do you like about it? It's a perfect everyday drinker and it's the great price point. It's 90 proof, 45% ABV. However, it doesn't necessarily hit right. Or my tolerance is just through the roof. Cause I'm an animal, yeah. but it's smooth. It's a nice, it's a low burn. It's nothing crazy. The The burn is kind of, it's a high hug. It kind of sits mm-hmm. in the mouth, nothing crazy. And it does, it performs well. It really does. It doesn't linger too long, but it gives you all the tasting notes you want. Journey's up there playing again. It's like she's moving the furniture <laughs> to play Twister. I think she's trying to get Cleo to get exercise in. Um, yeah, so this is like, a, this is your perfect everyday drinker. It is something that you can easily slam you can bring this to a party and everyone will be happy yeah this is a crowd pleaser to the fullest extent yeah and it it doesn't it doesn't burn to the point where people are going to get turned off right so 
It's good. It, it's a nice. It's a nice appeal to it. Uh, from a label branding perspective, obviously, I love the buffalo on it. I'm a little partial to that, right. of course. So, but I like how it's just like a little. Uh, it's like a scar aspect to it. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's not like a full. You know, how people get the tattoo of like mm-hmm. claw marks. That's kind of cool. Um, with the buffalo underneath, and it's black and white, which is cool because it pays homage to kind of like how old everything is, yeah. which is nice. Uh, they got the buffalo in the middle of buffalo and trace, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yep, and of course the buffalo is traced out, but they which have is no, nice. they have no relation to Buffalo, New York, correct? Not at all. None. This if you go tr- back to our interview that we did with Buffalo Distilling, they actually talked about a cease and desist order that they got from Buffalo Trace because Buffalo Distilling wanted to call their bourbon Buffalo Bourbon, and then they got. Uh, cease and desist because it was too closely to Buffalo Trace. Yeah. yeah. That's where the one-foot cock came from. Go back to our first episode to figure out what that means. Killed it. Right from the beginning. Yeah, which, mind you, we've come a long way since our first episode. Yeah, don't go back to the first episode. (laughs) We brought back the folding table. It was bad, dude. It was a good time. We were figuring it out. So, I give this label branding. Obviously, it's recognizable. Everybody knows the name Buffalo Trace. I'm going to give this an A plus plus check mark check mark. Okay, I like that. I like the extra check mark because of the fact that this is a well known, highly produced whiskey brand distillery that uses a cork still. Because it, I'm still salty about the twist tops. I hear you. I'm with that. There's no reason for that. I'm with that. Unacceptable. Unacceptable behavior. All right. Nose. This is this is going to score high because of the complexities within this. There's a lot of honey to this nose. Oh, yeah. So. A lot of honey, vanilla, and caramel. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a straight classic. It's a right? very You're easy so, bourbon to get. Yeah, this is this is the stereotypical bourbon. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, your nose is supposed to be this. This is what this is. It's supposed to taste like this. This is what it tastes like. Like, it's not, it's not out of the norm. It's not going to throw you for a loop. Um, it doesn't have any hidden treasures. It's just a perfect everyday bourbon that you can sip on at a party, feel a little classy with, you know, cheers everybody, and then kind of steal the show because you know what you spent, right? You spent $30 on a quality product, but then everybody who's tasting this thinks this is this is world class. And to their point, it is. Buffalo Trace has won more medals than it's even... It's, it's insane. You literally have to keep scrolling to see how many medals that this whiskey has won. And there's a reason behind that. This is just unbelievably smooth, and it's a really nice compliment to any event. Yeah. I could drink this on a hot day. Absolutely. Which is 100%. pretty interesting to say because most people don't even, you know, they, they wouldn't pair this with a cigar on a hot day. Right. Most people are like, I don't want to smoke a cigar on a hot day. This is something you could drink in all temperatures. Yeah. And I, I try to just find the mash bill for this because you, you said it's nowhere to be found. They keep it secret. Yeah. Um. With this being a bourbon, we know that it has to be at least 51% corn. I'm not tasting any sweetness from the corn at all. No, it's This thought, is full it, honey. Yeah, it's thought to be 10% or less. Not of corn. Of right. barley, yeah. Yep. Or rye. Correct. I think, yeah. So that's that's pretty much all we know about the match bill. Um, is that but, the rye is 10% or less? Which you can tell because but this, it's has, confidential. this yeah. has no pepper taste to it. It goes down so smooth yeah. with the honey up front. All right. Well, hold on. Before nose. we get too carried away, no. Yeah, yeah. A plus I'll plus do, check mark, check mark. I was just going to say the same thing for the label and branding. This is a top contender right here. This is good, man. Yeah. I love how we're going to do this birthday episode and we're going to get everything wrong. <laughs> Hunt it. 
All right, so initial taste, we have honey. There's, I mean, up front, it's still, it's just such a high hug. The ending note is where you really get the burn. Are you getting kind of like a candy corn? Like a honey, like a honey candy corn, like that candied taste to it. It's, I think it's from the wood sugars, but yeah, I would, I would, I would say that. I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. So honey, and then I would say wood sugar mm-hmm. would make sense for it. Overall rating, I would still, I would still go double plus, double check mark. Mm-hmm. This is mint. Let's keep it consistent. Ending note, I'm getting the pepper. See, I'm not getting a pepper. At the end of at the so, the end of the ending note, you got that you got the high hug, that slowly starts to travel to a medium hug, and then that's where you get the pepper when it transitions like that, because it'll sit in your mouth with the oils, right? But then as it as it starts to dilute inside your mouth, yeah. and your saliva starts to kick in because you're still drinking bourbon, that's when that's when the pepper comes in for me. It's not it's not a lot. It's mm-hmm. very faint, but it's there. It's definitely there. Yeah, I'm trying to see, like. There's not even like a char. There's no baking spice. There's nothing. It's just if you if you think of it, and maybe this is like a placebo effect thing where I'm thinking of it and it's coming to fruition. But I I feel like I can taste a tiny tiny bit of cherry at the end. This is just the thing with this is you don't want to wait for the ending note to kick in because you just want that other initial sip. For me, this bourbon is going to get a high rating solely because of the nose and the initial sip. I agree. I don't even, like, I can't point out the ending notes because I don't care about the ending notes because I want another initial sip. It's kind of just like an oil and a pepper on the on the ending note. That's pretty much all it is. I'm not getting, I can't nail down what that other bit is. Yeah, can you give me some more of that? Do we have the dapper do out? No, you're not allowed. To have more. Oh, the dapper dude's behind the camera. Yeah, I got it. I'm interested to see because this is, you're you're right, this is definitely an oily whiskey. Um, But see if we put a little bit of the reverse osmosis distilled water made from water from the Hemlock Lake, if that matters, uh, and brings out some different flavors. Because this, the ending note is a little bit left to be desired, I should say. Um, Because I feel like with the such prominence they put in the nose and the initial taste of those delicious honey vanilla caramel um wood sugar initial taste that's not translating for me for the ending note so it's going to be interesting to see what this really comes out as and if this oil or the water affects it at all on the nose the water gives it even more of a sweeter smell so i think the water brought out some of the caramel or the uh, corn notes to it do you want to try some or no yeah, well, I can't... It, it, can't, it brings out some of the corn, so it, it's even more of a sweeter nose to me with the water. This is driving me bonkers, man. Like, I can't nail it down. Yeah, yeah the water... The water didn't do anything. Um, it brought out some of the... It got rid of the vanilla completely for me, and now all I'm tasting is vanilla, caramel, and corn. It's bringing me back to that sweetness of the corn. Yeah. This is probably like a 60 to 70% corn mash bill. Um, but like it, it still doesn't do anything for the way it goes down. This is bothering me. Why I can't think of anything. 
But yeah, I, I think that from right now we can just say it's it's a thicker pepper, but like the pepper is so minuscule that you can't really yeah, it's nothing. You, you can't attribute it to the rye. I would just say it's like an oil. Yeah. Yeah, this is tough. You could probably put pepper on there. I, I can see where you're getting pepper. It's faint, but it's there. And that's yeah. the only thing I can it's pick up. It's definitely not like a rye pepper. No, it, not at all. But it's it's a faint pepper that just kind of lingers like like a medium hug. And then it just dissipates and it's gone. And then that's it. You just All you want is the initial taste. I'm going to give this an A++. Hold on. <clears throat> you know what I'm thinking of? Leather. Really? That's what it tastes to me on the end. Is leather because it's that like oily. This is gonna sound so weird, but it's like this oily, nonchalant, luxurious taste on the end that doesn't give you a certain flavor profile. Like leather doesn't have it. I I don't know, man, but that, that's what I, I'm thinking of right now. Is it's just like a leather shoe going down, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Dude, the oils just coat your mouth. Yeah. That's probably why I'm thinking of leather, too, is because... Look at that, man. Like, there's, you don't think there's of oils le- everywhere. Yeah, you don't think of leather as being a, like, fruity taste. Or no, not a, at all. It, to me, I'm getting leather on this. I'm going to take to the oogles again and see what, what some other people say. What would you rate this? A++? Yeah. All right, final rating. Vanilla, mint, and molasses. I'm not getting any of that. No. Pleasantly sweet to the taste with notes of brown sugar and spice that give way to oak, toffee, dark fruit, and anise. Maybe anise is what I was thinking of. This whiskey finishes long and smooth with serious I don't even know what anise is. I'm not getting, I'm not, I mean, kind of, kind of a toffee instead of an oil. Like, if I had to pinpoint what the oils would taste like, it would be more of a toffee, but I still wouldn't, I don't know. I can't pick that up. I'm just going to start going to Wigmans. And then start eating random things to try to figure that out. Yeah, to me, and maybe I'm trying too hard right now with the water in it. Maybe yeah, the water isn't too it's much. It's a faint. I'm going to put toffee because it does make sense, but I'm not going to say it's prominent. Yeah, I would say toffee and leather is an ending note. Yeah. So I'm still right. getting some leather. Final rating. Give me right. the countdown. Three, two, one. 92.5. I like it. That's pretty consistent with what we've been what we've been saying. I would put this ahead of Jack Daniels. Would you? Yeah. Barely. Barely. Which it is. 92.5 is only one point better than Jack Daniels. You know, it's a half point. Our uh, our initial taste, like our, our whiskey reviews, the A pluses and all that stuff, that's very subjective. But with the final rating, we've been pretty consistent on what we feel like these rank up next to each other. Yeah, It's going to be very interesting to see this birthday episode. So if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go tune in. Um, in the 52nd episode where we finally reached a year, we've been going at this, dude, for like 10 months now. It's, it's crazy how far we've come in 10 months. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, but for our, for our birthday episode, we are planning on doing a whiskey tasting where we're going to have journey pour some shot glasses for us and we're going to taste the main players really so we're going to try to get some devil's river jim beam jack daniels crown royal buffalo trace and see if we can while we're on the spot 
pick which one's which or which one we like better. That, that's going to be very interesting to me. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. All right, Mike, close this out so you can get home and take care of your poison ivy. Yeah, dude, it's literally growing on my forearm as we speak. Well, anyways, uh, follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook with our Facebook page. Can you stop moving because of your chair? Yeah, dude, we, we've gained like 10 subscribers in the past like 10 days. Yeah, we're growing. We're killing it. Yeah, so appreciate all support. But yeah, so we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on every major podcast platform that you can think of. We're definitely not camera shy. That's why we love our YouTube videos because we are able to showcase all different features and aspects of what we do. And we have a lot of interviews coming up. So definitely be on the lookout for those. And we appreciate all your support. This has been episode 44, Derek. Been episode 44. If you haven't gotten a shirt yet, let us know because we have like, what, 15 shirts left out of yeah. the 50. Yeah. So let us know if you want any small, medium, or larges. And yeah, that's it, man. That's it. But episode 44, Mike. We will see you next week, y'all. We're out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.